What's up, everybody? It's Dan Greer with Leading from the Middle of the Pack, and today we're going to be continuing our journey on Moses' story, which is super fun. I'm actually excited to talk about the leaders of the Bible. Um, we've been going through a bunch of different stuff, and I was like, hey, what should I do? How should I do this? And I kind of felt called to go through some of the different leaders of the Bible and their stories and different parts of their stories. And I'm not, like, I don't have the Bible out. I don't have it on my screen. I don't have it out here. So we're going off of memory. So don't um, don't be upset if some of the stuff is is misconstrued or wrong. Like, don't send me a million messages and go, Dan, you're so wrong on this, bro. Like, I don't care about that. Um, we're going off my memory. And so some of it's going to be off, but you're going to get Dan real raw, personal, and spiritual for the next couple weeks. Awesome as that. So Cube theme song. We'll be right back to chat more about Moses' story. The big question is this. How are leaders like us, who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty, who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us, to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Awesome. So glad you guys are still here. Well, so last last time we talked about how Moses got called and how he denied his calling and how God's like, no, you're going to go do this, boy. I'm going to smack you down, right? <laughs> he had this bush in the middle of the desert that was burning, just a bush, and it burned for hours and hours and hours. And then God spoke Moses out of the bush. And then he turned a staff, a stick on the ground into a snake. And Moses got all scared and was like, oh, I'm going to get away from this, right? And then he picked it up and it turned back into a staff, into a stick. And then he used it and carried it with him. It was his how God showed him he was supposed to be called. Now, God doesn't show us all the same way that we're supposed to be called. He doesn't speak to us all in the same same exact manner. And there's a good reason for that. Because if God turned a snake into a stick, I might be like, whoa, son of a gun, I'm getting out of here. And like never come back, right? <laughs> you know, um, sometimes we don't all see miracles the way they're supposed to be seen. But we all have miracles in our life every single day. I digress. My point here is we're going to continue on with our story about Moses a little bit and how he was called to leadership. So Moses... He, man, he really didn't think he was good with words and he didn't want to, he didn't, he sucked to public speaking in his mind. He's like, man, I don't want to speak publicly. I'm bad with words. And so he came to God after God had called him and after he accepted his calling and he said, Hey God, give me somebody to speak on my behalf. You know what God said? You don't need it. You got me. Why do you need somebody else to help you talk? And, uh, and really what happens next is Moses is like, I, I, but man, I really need help, right? Like, give me some help, God. Like, I need some help. Give me some guidance. Give me, give me somebody. Like, I just can't do this. Like, he got scared. He allowed fear to take over. Like we do as leaders all the time. We allow fear to take over. So today is going to be all about like not allowing that fear to take over, but stepping into fear. So fear stands for two things. Face everything. Face every, F-E-A-R, F-E, face everything and run which is what a lot of us do, right? I know, I got to work out these acronyms in my head. I had them just a second ago, and now they're gone. Face everything and run, or what's the other one? Fight, right? Fight. We're going to fight it. We're going to win. We're going to stand up. So you can either you can either turn around and run, or you can face it, right? So, Here's, here's the thing is, is God actually gave Moses what he wanted. He's like, yeah, yeah, your brother Aaron's, he's going to talk for you. Shut up. Go do this. Right. <laughs> he, he was done. He goes, I'm done. I'm done arguing with you. I don't care. 
we got to get the Israelites out of Egypt. So whatever it takes, we're going to get you there. So anyways, God God gives it, Moses Aaron, and then the first thing to do is they go to Pharaoh. Well, I shouldn't say the first thing to do, but, you know, when we get into this is we're getting in the leadership. He goes to Pharaoh, and now Moses has got to, you know, prove that God is sitting there. He goes, and he goes, goes to Pharaoh and goes, let my people go. God says, let my people go. That's what he says. And Pharaoh kind of laughs at him. <laughs> They're not your people. They're my slaves, boy. Right? Can you imagine? Can you imagine what somebody would do if they're like, you had a bunch of, like, I can't imagine having slaves, but if you had a bunch of slaves and God's like, and somebody comes in and goes, hey, let my people go or I'm going to lay a smack down on you. <laughs> you're like, ha ha, try. I'm powerful. I'm big. I'm huge. Right? Um, I can imagine there's probably some leaders in the U.S. that are like that in our uh, upper economy right now. But anyways, I digress. We're not going to get political today. Um, <laughs> I know I'm always political. Y'all got to know where I stand. I stand on the side of right, not on the side of Biden. Anyways, um, uh, let's get back to Moses here. All right. <laughs> um, at, God did seven different things through Moses, multiple, well, more than seven, but seven different, you know, plagues that he brought on Egypt. And finally, until he took Pharaoh's firstborn son, did he listen? And, and then God caused Pharaoh to change his mind because he wasn't done with Moses leading. Now, I want, to, I want you to just like take yourself and put yourself in Moses' shoes for a second. So Moses comes in and he's, got, he's talking to all these Israelites. And, you know, first thing he comes back, they're going to be like, is that Moses the Egyptian? Is that, is that to do to Pharaoh's daughter race? Like, is that to do to Pharaoh? You know, like, is that, is that, is that to do that grew up in an Egyptian house? What the heck is he doing back here? We don't like him. He got man ran off after he killed that Egyptian. Right? Like, he's gone. He disappeared. We don't even know what happened to him forever. Is that, is that that guy? Is that that chicken? Is that, is that that wuss? Right? Can you imagine the scuttlebutt that was going around that Moses had to fight? Think think about this for just a second. How much do you love it when somebody talks bad about you behind your back? You guarantee that was happening because there was like a million Israelites there. And and because I think there was like 600,000 when they got done. There was like over six or 700,000 just in. And I'd have to go back and look at the numbers again in the Bible. But just in males, not including kids and females. Right? So most likely there was like over a million Israelites that departed from Egypt as slaves, as slaves. So Egypt's losing this huge workforce. They're all super upset and scared about it, right? In the end. But anyway, so they go through and they do all this stuff. And Moses continually goes to Pharaoh and says, let my people go. And Pharaoh goes, ha ha, no. And Moses goes, okay. God says, locusts are going to come get you. God says this. God says that. And he does a really good job of giving God credit for what he's doing. And he, you guarantee that he has fear. You guarantee people are talking crap about him behind his back. And then you start seeing these plagues come in. And you start seeing this stuff come in. And then Moses Moses says, hey, here's the thing. Here's the last thing we're going to do, guys. God's going to do this. And this is where Passover comes from. Okay? We've got to take the land. We've got to take the blood and put it over our doors. And the spirit will bypass us and go for Egyptians. Do you think there are some... Do you think there are some Israelites that didn't listen to that at that time? Probably, right? They lost their firstborns. Do you think there were some Egyptians that might have been on the verge of faith that did it, but didn't tell anybody that they did it? Probably, right? And they were saved because of it, because of God's promise and the belief in their faith. But Moses became a leader. And, and that's that's kind of what I want to talk about in here is Moses wasn't just this natural born leader there are no natural born leaders there are people who god has called to be leaders and they've picked up that gauntlet and they've carried it with them 
But there is no natural born leader who comes to leadership with just everything that they have. Just everything, all out, ready to go, no problems, ready to roll. There is nobody who wakes up, who is birthed, takes that first stand, wakes up and goes, you know, I'm like 20 minutes old, I'm hungry, give me some movie and some milk. Yep, I'm going to be the leader of the world. And there's nobody that does that. Nobody, not even Jesus did that. Jesus was born in a stable of all places, right? So. There are no natural born leaders. There are only leaders that God calls and who accept his challenge, who accept his calling. And then he qualifies them through what they go through. So when you're going through a hard time, when you have that ability to let fear take over, you've got to decide, am I going to let fear take over or am I going to win? Am I going to face this? Am I going to turn and run or am I going to face it? Right? That's what you got to figure out because in order to be qualified, you have to face your fears. Moses had to face his fears of speaking in front of people. He had to face the fears of going back to Egypt. He had to face his fears of seeing his brother again, seeing all the, all the Israelites, all the Egyptians. There's a lot of fear there, right? The Egyptians probably wanted to kill him. The Israelites probably didn't like him because they're like, this guy's a wuss, right? So to face those fears. So Moses had to face his fears. Now, <laughs> had to face him several times because as we fast forward into this story a little bit, Pharaoh comes in after, you know, after Passover and, and God does his thing with all the firstborn of Egypt. He, uh, he comes in and they get to the Red Sea out of Egypt. And what happens? They're like, well, what do we do now? This is where God told me to go. Like, I'm listening to God. Moses is like, can you imagine what Moses is thinking? He's pressing there. He's like, man, God. You told me to come this route, and there's a big old ocean here. Like, what are you smoking? These people already don't, they're, they're like unsure. They're like, we left food, we left our shelter, we left everything. And like, you're like, like, what are you doing to me, man? And God's like, just wait, just wait, it's going to be good. Just wait, I got some good plan. Take a deep breath, chill, right? Just chill, just chill, Moses, it'll be okay. And uh, can, like, can you just... Can you just put yourself there? Can you put the pressure of a million people looking at you? Literally a million people looking at you going, well, what are we going to do now? Way to go, genius. They're going to kill us. God, we left everything. God, you're a freaking idiot. Let's just go back. Let's just go back. Maybe they'll accept us back. We'll work twice as hard. We'll do twice as much. We'll unwhip us twice as much, right? Like, let's just go back. And you guarantee there's people like that. They're thinking like that. Because there's just like a ton of doubters in the world. Moses had to stand up and be a leader. He had to stand up and say, whoa, hey, hold on. on. God brought us here. God brought us here. Hold on. Let's trust him. Let's trust God. Well, then you look up on the horizon and there's a whole crap load of chariots up there. Like just a ton of them, right? And you're like sitting here at the sea and you see these chariots and you're like, I got a million people. I can't get a million people. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. God, why'd you bring us down here to die? Right? And so Moses says, God, what's the plan? What's the plan, man? Tell me. What's you doing? What's going to go on? And God says, all right, Moses, you ready for this? <laughs> this is going to be good. People will be talking about this for thousands and thousands of years later. You ready for this? Right? He's like, all right, here's what's going to happen. You walk out to that sea and you just be like, spit the sea. And you walk across on dry ground. And so Moses got everybody's attention and he says, hey, y'all, come on. Come on here to the sea. You got to have faith. You got to trust in God. You got to trust in me. 
As a leader, you got to trust in me because I trust in my leader, God. And so, goes out there. Moses parts the sea, right? And they walk through the sea on dry ground. Now, I know, I know that, like, I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> Put a lot of thought into this. And I'm sitting here and I've watched several, several videos that do a pretty good job of, of giving you a good visualization, visualization on this. But it's, it's like, y'all ever been to the ocean, right? Have you ever been to a lake? What happens when you get to the lake? Your feet sink in as you're walking out into the water, right? You start getting mud on your shoes, on your feet. Sand, you know, the fur out in the ocean. Sand, the ocean's got a pretty hard floor in it, but your feet are wet. You're wet. You're cold. Now, could you imagine being halfway through this Red Sea? million people walking through here. Got to have faith. You got to trust in God. Got to trust that he's going where you're going. You can't have that fear. Any, any doubt of fear in your mind that that ocean is going to creep on you. I'll bet money on it, that Red Sea. I'd have to look it up, actually. Let me let me do a quick search here. Let's see. How deep is the Red Sea? The Red Sea is, uh, it says the average depth is 1,600 feet deep. Quarter mile. The maximum depth is 9,970 feet deep. Now, I just did off a quick search. I'm not saying they walk through the deep part of the sea. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. All right, but could you imagine 1,600 foot wall of water? And you're walking through it on dry ground. Like, just fathom that for a second. Fathom being Moses leading people through that. Imagine what you see in the sidewalk. Do you think like there's a bunch of fish in there that you could see? Do you think the bottom's nice and smooth and glassy? Or do you think it could be kind of rough at times, right? Probably kind of rough, huh? There's a lot there. There's a lot there to think about. There's a lot there to have faith in. But you can't have fear. You can't lose your fear in it, right? You can't get lost in fear. A lot of times it's leaders. The reason we fail, the reason we don't progress forward is because we get lost in fear. And we can't get lost in fear. We gotta have faith. We have faith that we're moving in the right direction. We gotta have faith that we're doing the right thing. We gotta have faith that this is gonna work. If you never quit, you can never fail. If you never quit, you will never fail. Now, if you quit in the middle, you fail. It's over, it's done, you've lost. But if you don't quit, you can't lose. You keep playing the game, and eventually you will win. You can't do the same thing over and over and over again, right? You got to change what you're doing. You got to change your mind or things to make it better. So Moses leads these people out of there, and I, I just can't. I just struggle to fathom. Like I don't think that any of us in today's world could could fathom what that feels like to walk through a sixteen hundred foot wall of water. It's like the Eiffel Tower or something sitting next to you. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. Great with number 1,600 feet is a thousand feet long, big ways. I fly my airplane about 2,000 feet above above ground level all the time, and I'm like, whoa, that's a cute little car down there. <laughs> like you can't see people at 2,000 feet. It's hard to. I shouldn't say you can't. But my point is, is like we got to face our fears. We have to face our fears. 
And then we've got to progress forward through that. Well, as we continue, Moses gets everybody through that. And actually, um, there's so much more that he does and so much that goes into that. Uh, in our next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about like unwavering faith as a leader. So this one, we talked all about fear and how you got to face your fears. How even when you feel like you're up against a wall, you've got to have faith and face that it's going to be okay. Don't give up. Don't give up. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll uh, chat with you later. Remember, it's a five-star review. Like, if you didn't like this, what are you still doing here? All right. Back to you.